You got to have social media and a digital experience for your followers. And you have to have that in-person experience for your followers too. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Hey there, listener. Welcome to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast. My name is Molly Knuth. I am your host. And today, get your pencil and your paper ready or head to that link that's in the show notes because you're going to want a place to take some notes. Today, we are talking about one of my most frequently asked questions. How do I get more people to see my content? How do I get more people to hear my message? How do I get more sales? get more leads, get more clients, get more customers. Today, guys, we are talking about maximizing your visibility and your awareness through some simple steps I'm about to share. So I'm going to pause this for just a sec, go grab a pencil and a paper, and then come back. Okay, guys. Now, let me preface the rest of this information by saying We're not going to just cover tips, tricks, and hacks, okay? We will get there, I promise. That's going to be the last thing I cover. But that's not going to be what we start with because even though you're going to hear a million people tell you to try this reel, jump on this trend, those are great for short-term results. But what we are here to do for your business today, this year, is to create something that lasts. I was just in a training today with Hannah Nieves, and one of the things that she shared, which so lit up my heart because it aligned with me too, is that we're not here for short-term gains. Yes, quick cash injections and short-term sales are fantastic. We need those, right? We're here for business. We need to move that bottom line. But for most of us listening, we have a bigger purpose to serve. We have a legacy that we're building. And the visibility and awareness tips I'm sharing with you today are going to be those long-term, long-game, long-impact, long-lasting strategies, not just those short-term eyeball drivers. So I want you to know that this might not be the quick hits, the fast wins that you are thinking it might be. This is going to be how do we really create visibility around your brand and your business so that people know you for the thing that you offer, not just because they saw that TikTok you made last week. All right. So first up, I'm going to break this down into five parts. So the first thing we're going to do when we are wanting to create visibility and awareness for our business is, you guys, I'm just like, I hardly even like gave you a preamble introduction. Here I am just jumping right in. So I hope you guys love this. But first up, I want to know, what is this thing that I want to have more exposure around? So for some of you right now, as we're staring down the barrel of fall, maybe you're thinking about your holiday offers. Maybe you're thinking about this new product that you're so excited about. Maybe you're thinking about this new package that you put together for your service-based business, and that's really what you want to sell. Fantastic. I'm glad that you picked that. 
So the next thing I want to ask you as we're considering what this thing is that we really want to feature is why do we want to feature this product or service? What are the differentiators that it has around it? What's the story that made me connect with this specific thing that I think is going to help so many of my followers make their lives better? What is the feeling that I get? What's the energy that I bring to the table when I talk about this? What are the aspects of this product that set it apart? What are the different ways that you can customize it for your unique needs as the buyer? Think about all of those things that make up this product or this service and really make it unique and individual to you. How does it fit the story of your business? So let's take, for example, a retailer who is bringing in maybe this well-known line of apparel. And let's say that this retailer really connected with the mission behind the brand because they give back a certain percentage of their sales at Christmas time to a specific nonprofit. And so when we're thinking about like how we're introducing and getting visibility around this product, it's not just the variety of colors, even though we do want to share that. It's not just the variety of sizes, even though that makes it really unique too. It's not just the fact that it's high-end luxury 100% cotton or whatever those specs are. We also want to create visibility from a story standpoint. We want to tell that story of how we connected with this brand because their nonprofit is where our daughter went to the hospital. Or we want to share that when we see that tagline like on the front emblem of that sweatshirt, it connects with us because it makes us think of our childhood and it makes us think, yeah, I'm proud to be from here. So we're digging in not just on the straight up features of the product. We're digging in on the emotions that that product or that service creates too. So it's not just a transaction as far as money for a product or money for a service. It's a transaction of emotion that we are talking about too. And so as I'm framing out all of these differentiators in step one for this product or service, what I'm going to do is if I'm just starting out and I'm kind of new to this process, I'm going to jot this down on a piece of notebook paper. And I'm just going to do a huge brain dump of all the things and all the reasons that I like this new thing that I'm going to promote. If you're a little more seasoned and you've been following me for a while, this might feel a little bit more natural and you can take it direct to social media posts or whatever. But I would encourage you to maybe just start thinking a little bit differently about the products and the services you sell so that you can highlight that emotional transaction too. You can also start to think about ways that it makes your audience's life better. So educate them around the ways that it's going to save them time or it's more convenient or it's more environmentally friendly. Whatever those brand values are that connect with your audience and are represented in this new product or service that you're going to offer. So once I've got that all framed out, I need to know, this is all still in step one where I'm just dumping information. I also need to know how are my followers or my audience going to do business with me to secure this product or service. So for someone who is a boutique owner carrying that new line, we can say, well, they can buy with me from my website, or they can come in and visit me in store from these hours and write those hours down. Maybe if you're a service-based business, jot down the places where your followers can interact with you. Maybe you want to encourage them to get on your email newsletter. Maybe you want to send them to your Shopify store. But know what you want people to do Once they see this information that you're sharing, once they have this deep desire to grab that before supplies are gone, 
How are they going to do that? Make it easy to do business with you. And this can be as simple as a URL link. If you're doing something in a social media post, if you are doing a flyer, it might be creating a QR code that sends people to your email newsletter, but know where you want people to go. What do you want them to do in order to work with you or buy this product with you? And again, this is all just in phase one of visibility. It's knowing what you're selling. It's knowing why you're selling it. And it's knowing how you're going to get people to do business with you. Okay. I want you to take a little time, maybe even pause this episode and sit with these ideas and these pieces of information. Jot them down. Okay. And then come back when you're ready for step two. All right. Ready? I hear that you're coming back. All right. Step two is now thinking about what are those formats of marketing that are going to work well with this product or this service. So let's say that I want people to buy from my online store, but I know like I'm really good at creating art. So I want to draw this really cool poster and put it in my front window. So then that means that I need to be able to, if I, if I want to create like this big poster board, but I want people to buy online, I need to think about, is that like a medium that jives well? Maybe it is if you can put a QR code on it or you can make the link to get there very simple. But sometimes we might have an idea of what we're good at and the medium we want to share, but it doesn't necessarily align with current marketing trends. So we want to find a way that speaks to both of those things, what feels good in our soul for marketing and what makes it simple and easy and timely for our customers and our clients where they're at. So what I would encourage you to do is to think of this as a mix of digital and in-person visibility strategies. So if I am, let's go back to the example of that retailer who is promoting a new line that she's bringing in store for holiday. I'm going to think about a comprehensive marketing plan. So if you're a retailer in modern times, I'm going to assume that you have some social media presence. I'm going to assume that you have a website. And for some of you, you might have a brick and mortar storefront. Not everybody. Some of you have online boutiques, which is awesome. But at the minimum, I'm going to guess that a modern boutique owner has the social media presence and a website. And then if you have a retail storefront, that's all the better. But there are other places that you can be dropping these little nuggets of ways to work with you in awareness of your brand too. It's not just in social media posts or reels or TikToks. There are also other places that you can take this as well. So let's start with other places in the digital sphere. So let's maybe get you on some podcasts. Do you know anybody who has a podcast or is there a podcast in your industry that really stands out? How can you pitch yourself to that podcast? What are the different angles that you bring to the table, the different perspectives that can make you stand out as a potential guest? So think about podcasts in the digital space. What about email marketing? Is there a way that you can get people on an email list so that you can send out a mass email to your followers when you launch this new design or this new product that you're going to have for the holidays. Email is a fantastic way to get in touch with clients and customers because they're a warm audience. They already like you enough to get on your email list. So that makes them a great place to connect and tell stories as well as give them maybe even like special perks and pre-sales that you don't give to just your followers or your in-store shoppers. Can you guest blog? Maybe you have a story that you want to tell about that time when your daughter was in the hospital and it made you think about this fantastic 
brand who partners with the hospital and donates, then maybe you could approach some local bloggers or maybe even the hospital itself or the institutions that are adjacent to that hospital. And you can offer up writing a blog for them if writing is something in your niche. There are a million other ways that you can market online. Can you collaborate with other influencers? Can you collaborate with other local entities online? Can you do Instagram stories takeovers for the brand that you're going to carry in store? Can you have a live event where you launch live and you unveil or unbox this new thing? There are a million ways to get digital visibility for your product. Again, come back to choosing the ones that align the best with you, that feel good in your soul, and they make it easy for your ideal clients and customers to find you and work with you. All right, now let's talk about some in-person opportunities. So even if you're a solely online boutique, or if you're a service provider, you get the picture. But if you, even if you're solely online, there are ways that you can do in-person marketing to enhance visibility around your business and your brand. So for me, for example, even though I'm primarily an online business owner, I have a logo on my vehicle. I have one of those vinyl stickers so that when I'm driving around, people see my logo. It's creating visibility. I had a one-on-one -on -one strategy session with a client a couple of weeks back, and she told me how she is trying to get in front of more of her ideal clients. She's a real estate agent who wants to work with empty nesters who are going from their family homes into a more manageable space. And she's I asked her, like, where are some places that you are in real life? Um, where are you interacting with people in this age group? And she was kind of having a hard time thinking of, about it. And I said, well, walk me through your schedule. What does your day look like? And one of the things she said was that she goes to Pilates class. And I said, okay, who are the other women in this Pilates class? And a lot of them were in her ideal demographic. So I said, you know what? Why don't you just get a tank top made or two? It's in your brand color. It has your logo on it. And you wear that to Pilates class without fail. And maybe you have to get a couple because you probably don't want to wear the same tank top every day. But you get the picture. She's creating brand awareness. She's in a space, in an environment where it's her ideal client. It's the people that she wants to work with the most. And she's not being in their face and handing out business cards while they're talking about how, how sweaty they are after class. But she is showing up with her brand colors with that logo day in, day out. So people start associating her with her industry and she's the person they're going to call when they need her services. You can do this through signage. You can do this through business cards. You can do this through mailers. You can do this through sponsoring local events or nonprofits or youth leagues. You can do this by doing speaking events at local organizations, hosting workshops in your area of expertise. But there are a lot of ways, even as an online business owner, or even more ways if you are an in-person business owner, that you can do like traditional marketing avenues to help create increased visibility around your brand and your business. And what I encourage you to do is to find that mix of both. For years, it was social media first. Today, I'm telling you, I'm drawing a line in the sand. You got to have both. You got to have social media and a digital experience for your followers, and you have to have that in-person experience for your followers too. And for me, I love having that tangible piece of physical memento that my clients can remember me by. And so this year um, for Christmas, I made them all a calendar and it was personalized to their business. But every time they flip that calendar, they're going to think of who gave it to them, me, my team. They also, for their birthday, got a little tumbler glass that had my logo on it. And so when they drink their morning coffee, 
and they choose that cup, they're also going to be subconsciously thinking of their favorite social media and digital marketer. So those are some things that you can do. And maybe it's a notepad or a pen or a book or a bookmark. It doesn't have to be huge to be effective. So think about where are those in-person and online places that you can interact with your ideal clients and customers so you're creating that awareness and visibility around your brand. All right, and now I'm going to encourage you again, we're going to pause and you're going to write down a whole bunch of, brain dump a bunch of ideas, okay? And then come back to me when you're ready for step three of five. Okay, let's go. All right, step three. Now we're going to look at that digital content piece a little deeper, okay? Because we do need to have digital, we do need to have in person. But what I'm going to encourage you to think about is rather than thinking about your digital marketing as social media first, I want you to think of what is that long form piece of content that I can create first? Whoa, you guys are like mind blown. You're like, Molly, aren't you known for social media marketing? Well, yeah. I did learn the ins and outs of social media marketing, and I have helped my clients, numerous clients, get their businesses and brands known because of social media. But when I look back over the years at the clients who have had the best longevity, the clients who have felt the most proud and like the return on their investment really is there, and the people who are getting like the most email visits and phone calls, or sorry, website visits, phone calls. And creating the most visibility and awareness about their brand, I can't help but see that it has a lot to do with not just creating social post after social post. It has to do with a piece of anchor content that we create social posts around. So what is an anchor piece of content? It's a longer form piece of content that lives outside of social media and it has a long lasting time frame. So this could be a podcast episode or a podcast series. This could be a blog that lives on your website. This could be a ebook that you write. It could be a course that you create. But I want you to think not just in terms of how do I share this product or this service on Monday, and then on again on Wednesday, and then again on Friday on social. How can I share about this service or this product in a longer format piece that tells a story that people connect with on an emotional level. And then I can break that big thing into smaller bits that I share on social. So it's thinking long form first, then social, not social first, and that's it. So let's take that retailer to this stage, okay? That retailer who's bringing in that new brand for the holiday season. What I could see her doing is either having a blog that exists on her website or an email newsletter for this long piece of content. And ideally, I think it should be the blog because the email can come out of that. So on her website, she might have a Shopify site that has all of her beautiful products available for purchase. But I think you need to have a blog page. And maybe you only update this blog once a month. But it's where you can tell a story and it's where people can learn you. They can learn the mission of your business. They can learn your purpose. They can learn the deeper why that you are in existence. And those are the reasons that somebody really commits to you and follows you as a loyal subscriber, not just because you're the cheapest price or the most convenient shipper. So I would encourage you to have a blog on your site that you update at least once a month, but you create this big 
blog, and big is relative, right? So it could just be like five paragraphs, but it tells some aspect of the story. So let's say that you're launching this new product line. And we're going to go with that example of the person who has had her child in the hospital. So maybe she starts by telling the story of her child in the hospital and how alone and desperate she felt. But, you know, every so often there would be a child life specialist who would come in and they'd offer up markers to color the windows or games that the family could play while they were passing time on the weekend. Or maybe it was a stuffed animal that just made their daughter smile. And so by telling that story, we're starting to endear the audience to us. And then we can transition in the course of that blog to saying, I knew that as soon as I left that hospital, I wanted to be part of the purpose and the helpers who cared for families to come after us. And when I saw that such and such brand was donating 10% of their profits to such and such hospital this season, I knew I had to get their brand in our store. So here it is. And then you can go in and talk about maybe a couple of your favorite pieces from their collection, link to them in the Shopify products so that people can easily click and purchase. And then maybe even you link to the hospital or to um, a special provider that you, or maybe a donations page to help raise more funds. But with that blog, now we've got a long form piece of content that exists on our website forever. We've linked out to other places. People can read that blog and share it with others, but also now we can take bits of that and turn that big blog into five different pieces of content for our social media platforms. We can start with part of the story. We can follow up the next day with the middle part of the story. And then on the third day of social media posts, we can end with an updated picture of your daughter and her current prognosis. Then we can have another social media post that tells about how you learned that this new brand had a connection for the holiday season and they were giving back to this hospital. Then in your fifth post on social, it can be your favorite product from their new line. The sixth post on social is your second favorite product from their new line. The seventh post on social is that third product from that line. And then your eighth post on social is direct links for how to look at the whole collection that you have on your site and direct people, give them a direct call to action that says how to buy, okay? And then maybe for fun, you throw in some throwback pictures of your family throughout your hospital experience so people can click through some photos and see how awesome your daughter is doing now. So this, from spending our creative juices on one longer piece of content, that blog, now we can separate that out into multiple social media posts. We could take part of that and put it into an email. We could record a podcast that just reads that blog out loud. And we have so much more we can create around it. And those social posts can be pictures and stories. We can turn them into reels. We can turn them into TikToks. We can turn them into audiograms. But from that one piece of content where you devoted your creative efforts, now you get more traction, more leverage, more content without having to exert more creative energy. So Step three of a visibility campaign for your business is to think long form first. What is a bigger piece of content that you can create and then you can separate that out into tiny little pieces of content that you use everywhere? I just got really lit up sharing that. (laughs) So I hope you could hear the energy in my voice because I really think that this is the next level for business owners. Because we can feel so run down in this like 
rat race of like creating social media content, which I love. I'm creative. I can come up with a million ideas for a million businesses, but it's so much easier and it gives my website so much more traction when I can direct people back to the site or I can direct people back to the podcast. And then I feel like everything is working in cohesion rather than being segmented out like throwing spaghetti against a wall. So that would be my suggestion in step three. Rather than thinking social first, how can we think long form first? And again, reflect back on phase two. Think about those formats. Like I might have suggested a podcast, but you don't know exactly how to do that. That's okay. You could write a blog. You could film a video. Pick something else that aligns with you, okay? So in phase three, what is a long form piece of content that we can create? All right, step four, stick with me. This is the last like really like heavy tactic. And then we're going to get into hacks (laughs) because I know you love them. So in step four, once we've created this longer piece of content, I want you to think about how you can get more leverage, engagement, and momentum around that. Okay. So once we've created the blog, this is where we can send it out in an email. This is where we can break it down into social, right? But What are the other things we can do? I would encourage you to think about who you can tag or link in those bigger pieces of content. So if you have a guest, link to their socials. If you have a guest on a podcast, if you have a guest on a podcast, give them some social media templates that they can share. So it makes it easy for them to talk about your piece of content on their own socials in front of their own audience. Maybe you can tag the hospital and the hospital will then share your post or your blog entry. Maybe you can tag specific people who are an important part of the story. Maybe you can tag specific providers or products that were involved and incorporated. So the more people you can tag, the better. Now, I say this with a caveat. Don't just tag anybody because we've all been tagged in a random post that has nothing to do with us and we get annoyed. So only tag the people that are relevant and part of the story or part of whatever it is you're sharing. But if you can tag people or businesses or brands, definitely do so because it increases that awareness and that leverage of their audience. What I would also do is participate in what I like to call social listening and just being a fucking person, you guys. (laughs) So I'm not going to just like release a post every week and not do anything. If somebody comments, I'm going to respond to it thoughtfully. If somebody shares my post and I can see it because there's like no privacy restrictions, I'm going to say, thank you so much for sharing. This is awesome. If I am on social, just like randomly browsing at 8.30 PM because I'm already in bed, I'm not going to just like passively scroll. I'm going to make sure that I'm being strategic and I am being a person and I am going to start conversations with those people that I want to support and I want to connect with and reach out to. So it's not just a one-way street, you guys. Once I've created this piece of content, it's not like people are going to flock to this content and think it's the best thing ever. I have to do a little bit more legwork as far as like tagging people, sharing, engaging, being a person on social media, and really encouraging relationship building and community building. And that's what's going to be a big differentiator in creating visibility and awareness because you're going to start leveraging the eyeballs of or not eyeballs, you're really leveraging word of mouth because you're creating great relationships and then those people are going to tell other people and they're going to send them your way. So that is my four-step process to visibility and awareness. And again, 
this is not a short game. This is a long game. So these are bigger pieces of content. It's kind of flipping it on its head of what maybe we've thought in the past, how to create and approach our marketing. But it's not going to be just like solely social media first. I want you to create some long form, consistent pieces of content that you can leverage, use for a longer duration, and then segment out from there. And don't forget to incorporate some real life pieces of marketing too. So your business cards, your logo on your car, your t-shirts, things like that too. All right, last phase. These are the hacks. This is what you came for. These next bits of advice are the quick wins, okay? So let's say I have a really awesome social media post or an offer that I'm releasing and I want to get more traction around this. So my first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take that post that I put out on my business page on Facebook or my business profile on Instagram and I'm going to share it to my personal accounts. So on Facebook, I'm going to share it to my personal profile. On Instagram, I'm going to share it to my stories, um, maybe even to my personal profile too. But by getting that share, um, Facebook and Instagram's algorithms are not measuring who is sharing that post. They're just recording that this post had a share on it. And they're thinking that it's super popular and everybody's going to want to see it. So the algorithm will help distribute that to more people. So I don't do this for every single post. I don't recommend that. But for the ones that are super important, you want to see more people engaging with, share it to your personal profiles. Hack number two, jumping on timely topics and trends. So if there is a trending audio, if we are seeing like a huge new feature, get a ton of traction just because you're using a new feature, definitely go do it, okay? But don't feel like you have to be married to that format. So let's say like those little miss images that were so cool back in late July. Like, yeah, definitely jump on that trend if it feels like it's fun and exciting for you. But if it feels like childish and that's not the vibe of your brand, then don't do it. I will say like back, you've heard me tell this story before, but like back in the beginning of Molly Knuth Media, Facebook Live videos were super popular. They're just getting rolling. And just by using that format, I could get extra leverage and more awareness and reach from the algorithm just because I used that format. So I did. And I did it weekly in a video series. And that helped me get a lot of visibility and brand awareness out there. And that's why a lot of people are really singing the praises of Reels and TikToks because when they got in early and the algorithm wasn't oversaturated, it was giving them great dividends. Now it's a little bit harder not to say that Reels and TikToks don't have a place and they're not important because you can definitely build visibility and awareness there. But it's not like the people who came to be in 2019, 2020 on TikTok and they had really great algorithmic shifts behind them. It's a little bit different now that there are more people on the platforms. But definitely hop on those timely trends. So if there is a piece of audio that you like, just do it. If it sounds fun to you, take advantage of it. And especially when those new features are released, test them out on the social platforms because you will get um, richly rewarded usually. (laughs) Um, Other hacks are carrying business cards with you. And I am the worst at this. But like when I go to networking events, it invariably somebody is like, oh yeah, um, do you have a business card? And I'm like, ah, no, I don't. <laughs> but what I do then in that case, I have them. I just always forget to pack them. So if I don't have my business cards with me, I'll just say, here's my handle on socials at Molly Knuth Media everywhere. And that typically is helpful. And then if you are creating anything for like worksheets or if you are creating uh, insert 
to go in a conference folder or something. Make sure it has your logo and your website and your social handles on there so people can find you. That's a little hack too. And I would say also like this is underutilized, but it's very beneficial. Have collaborations. So let's say that you want to, um, you have a friend, they have a really cool business. You think that their audience would really like what you have to share. So maybe just talk to that friend and say, hey, can we do an Instagram live together? Hey, can I write a guest post for you? Hey, can I do a stories takeover where I just send you 10 short video clips and you post them to stories that day? Pitch them for a collaboration and see what becomes of it. Because by getting in front of other people's audiences, you can maximize your exposure, especially if those audiences are people that you know can benefit from the products and services that you offer. So don't be afraid of collaborations. Don't be afraid to pitch yourself. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, actually it's about a month ago, I shot my shot and I said to this person, I was like, I really admire you. I know that this might not be something you usually do and it's kind of like below grade, but would you be a guest on my podcast? <laughs> I'm like, I have a podcast. We have a good listenership, but it's not like the listenership that you're used to on your own. And I just shot my shot in the DMs and guess what? This person is going to be a guest here on the podcast in just a couple of weeks. It makes me want to cry just thinking about it because I'm so excited. But I shot my shot and I'm like, I know that you have something to offer my audience because it's already been proven that they're interested in the topics that you speak to. And I just think that like by having more of those collaborations, you can make really great relationships and you can get more exposure too. So anyway, I'm sorry I choked up a little bit there. But if you need a little bit more guidance and help with visibility, awareness, growing your business and using marketing of all sorts to get you there, there are a couple ways that Molly Knuth Media can help you this fall. First up, our social school program is now enrolling. You can join for one month or you can join for four months, you guys, for the whole rest of the year at a special rate. Um, in September, we are talking specifically about how to get ready for the holidays and how to create marketing plans in September that will serve you for the rest of the year. So you can join for just one month or if you want to get in on October's How to Use Meta Business Suite for Facebook and Instagram better, if you want to know how to create better graphics, that's our topic in November. And if you want to stay accountable in your social media marketing through the hectic month of December, December's all about accountability. So head over to mollyknuthmedia.com shop and you can check out those membership options for social school. This is hands down one of my favorite programs. I get to work with so many awesome business owners in this group, get to know them and their businesses personally. And I really would encourage you, especially as someone who maybe is learning the ropes of social media marketing, especially if you're doing it yourself as a female entrepreneur, social school is made for you. Um, if you need more support than that, if you need some one-on-one -on -one individualized attention, please reach out for one of our strategy sessions. It's a one-on-one -on -one situation. We would get together We'd establish up front what help you need and what supports you're looking for. And then we'd have a one-on-one -on -one meeting where I walk you through what I would do to accomplish and achieve your goals. So reach out via DM because there are various packages and supports over a course of different timelines for someone who is looking for that. And if you're like, Molly, that's great. I'm just kind of exploring your world. You know, I've got something free for you too. So you can head over to my website and to Instagram and to Facebook, and you can look for my visibility checklist freebie. So once you click that link, 
It'll be in the show notes here too, but it'll take you to a printable guide that kind of walks you through this process so that you can do it yourself as you create your new offers. All right. Thank you guys so much for being here next week. We will be back with even more goods for small town, small business owners. And I can't wait. So thank you guys so much. And I'll be back next week. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well-lived being small-minded.